Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me again today. We really appreciate you watching our broadcast. And those of you that communicate with us, I want you to know that is such a blessing to us. You know, we love hearing your testimonies. We also love uh, having an opportunity to pray with you, believe God for the breakthroughs and the turnarounds in your life that you're believing God for. You know, we've got a lot of, of people that, that desire to mix their faith with yours and believe God with you. And not only that, you know, there are people right here on our staff that are believing God for certain breakthroughs in their life, but there is a principle that when you pray for somebody else, then praise God, that causes your prayers to be answered right along with theirs. So I want to encourage you, write your prayer requests, send them to us, and uh, we, we want to join with you and believe God with you. And then also, if you have testimonies, please share them with us because your testimonies, as we share them on the air from time to time, they inspire other people to continue to believe God and not quit. That's our subject today. We're going to continue talking about quitting is not an option. Praise God. So if you have your Bibles, let's open them once again to Hebrews chapter 10, and let's look at verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Everybody say, without wavering. Notice, without wavering. That means that you, you, you don't give up. Once you uh, take that step of faith, once you launch out in faith, then you make the decision that quitting is not an option. You're not going to waver. You're not going to compromise. You're not going to give up. No matter how impossible it looks, no matter how long it takes, you make the decision that quitting is not an option. And here's the reason why you refuse to quit. Not just because I'm saying don't quit. Not just because somebody else says don't quit. Here's the reason why you refuse to quit. It goes on to say, for he is faithful that promise. That's God's promise to you, that he will be faithful to every promise that he's made to you. What has he said to you today? Think about it. What have you been promised by God? In your prayer time, and you ask the Lord to do certain things in your life, what did you believe that he promised to do for you? Well, if he promised to do it, then praise God, he is faithful that promised. What has he said in his word? You know, I like to base my prayers on what he said in his word, because if I can find out what he says in his word, then I've got this strong foundation. I know because his word will not return void. I know that if he says it in his word, then he intends to bring it to pass. So what has God promised you? You know, I, I have people say from time to time, you know, Brother Jerry, God promised me several uh, weeks ago or several months ago, but it doesn't look like it's going to come to pass. What do I do now? Well, all I can tell you is what the Apostle Paul said, having done all to stand, stand. You know, uh, it sounds like God's got a one-track mind. Yes, he does. He, he just expects us to just stand and keep standing no matter how long it takes you just make up your mind that quitting is not an option. Now, the Amplified Version says in this verse that he is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. So the message translation says, let us keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Notice the promises of God are designed to motivate you, to keep you going. That they're, they're designed to give you the, uh, the ability to resist the temptation to give up. If I didn't know what God promised, then I wouldn't have any reason to just keep standing. 
If I didn't know that God is faithful to his word, then once again, I wouldn't have any reason to just keep standing. I know that God is faithful. I know that his word is true. I know his word will not return unto him void. So that's my motivation for continuing to stand, continuing to believe and praise God. If I'm willing to do that, then God promises that he will bring it to pass. Isaiah 55, 11 says his word will not return void. Amen. Now I want us to uh, look at something that we didn't cover on last week's broadcast. I want us to go uh, into Hebrews chapter six, Hebrews chapter six, and we'll begin reading in verse 11. It says, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now notice what it takes to inherit the promise. Notice what it takes to have a promise of God fulfilled in your life. What does it take? Faith and patience. Now we know that faith is believing God. We know that patience is the ability to continue to stand no matter how impossible it looks. The ability to just keep keeping on, so to speak, no matter how long it takes. So notice it's with faith and patience that the promises are fulfilled in your life. Then it says in verse 13, and here's a good example of someone who made the decision uh, over a period of time, he reached a place in his life where he made the decision that quitting was no longer an option. It says in Hebrews 6, 13, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. What does patiently endured mean? It means he wouldn't waver. It means he wouldn't compromise. It means he wouldn't back down. He wouldn't give up. Now, this is a story of Abraham's life later in life. You know, in the early part of his walk with God, he did waver. He did uh, somewhat back down because God had promised him that he would have a son and that he promised him that it would come through his wife, Sarah. But you know the story. You can read it in Genesis chapter 12, all the way through about chapter 17. It was impossible for her to have a child. She couldn't conceive. Her womb was dead, the Bible says. It was impossible. In fact, when she heard God say that she was going to have a child, the Bible says she laughed. And God said, why did you laugh? He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? And so God promised that she would have a child but it didn't look like it was ever going to come to pass. So she eventually came to Abraham and she said, I have a handmaiden and she is capable of conceiving. So perhaps this is how you're going to have that son. It's going to be through her. Now, Abraham, I would say that he probably, uh, I'd be safe in saying that he compromised. He didn't, God never intended for him to have a child by her handmaiden. It was through his wife, that he was supposed to have that child, Sarah. But notice Abraham had the child through her handmaiden. 
And as a result of it, if you study your Bible very closely, because he wavered, because he compromised, because he didn't, he didn't stick with the Word of God that God promised him, the Bible says uh, it teaches us that God didn't speak to him for a number of years after that. And then finally in Genesis chapter 17, God approaches him and says, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and do not waver, do not compromise. So what God is saying is, Abraham, I gave you a promise. You didn't stick with it. I'm the God who gave you the promise. I don't need your help to make it come to pass. All I need is your faith. And so Abraham, from that moment, he made the decision that no longer would he compromise. No longer would he back off of the promise of God. And as a result of it, now we pick it up in Hebrews chapter 6, and God is saying that God made promise to him. And because Abraham patiently endured, he didn't back down like he had in the past. He didn't give up. He didn't waver. He didn't try to make things happen himself because Abraham stuck with what God had promised. Then God saw to it that it came to pass. And praise God, he'll do the same for you if you just make up your mind that quitting is no longer an option. Can you say amen? Praise God. So he says, God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. So what is God saying? God gave us two things. He's given us his word and he's given us his promise and neither one of them are changeable. Once God makes a promise, he does not change. Once God gives his word, he does not back down. So you and I have these two immutable things that motivate us, that should keep us going, that enable us to keep standing. Number one, we have God's promise. Number two, we have God's word and God says they are unchangeable. So I want to encourage you right now, find out what the word says about your situation. Dare to take hold on it, take hold of it rather, stand on it, refuse to compromise, and you just watch. You'll come to this conclusion. Your God is a faithful God, and He will not allow His Word to return void. Hey, watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a few moments, and we'll finish the lesson. God will never say it's over until you win. In Quitting is Not an Option, Jerry Savelle teaches what the Bible says about conquering the temptation to quit. In this encouraging four-CD series, you will learn how to stay focused in faith by being truly convinced God will keep His Word, being willing to wait by developing patience, and being in fellowship with God in His Word. You can receive victory in every area of your life. God is looking for a group of winners to rise up and show the world that He is greater. In the powerful book, called to battle, destined to win, Jerry shares how you can experience God's breakthrough power in your life. God will provide everything you need to pursue, overtake, and recover what has been lost. Are you ready to win? Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Born to Win package, including Quitting is Not an Option and Called to Battle, Destined to Win. Make the decision today to never give up, to never quit, and to watch what your persistence will produce. 
Hey, listen, at the end of the broadcast, we'll show that promotional again on the resources that we made available this week. I want to encourage you to uh, pay very close attention at the end of the program and write all that information down because I know that this material will help build your faith and cause you to become the winner that God wants you to be. Amen. Now, let's get back to Hebrews chapter 6. We were reading that before we went to the break. And once again, this time I want to read it from the message translation. It says, when God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. Wow, that's a powerful statement. God would never make a promise if he didn't intend to fulfill it. That's why you should determine that quitting is no longer an option. God has put his reputation on the line. You can depend upon him. He is reliable. He is faithful. If you can find out what he has promised in his word, then that's your motivation to just keep standing and refusing to give up because once again, God has put his own reputation on the line and he's not going to destroy his reputation. God is a faithful God. Say it with me. My God is a faithful God. And he goes on to say that God said, I will bless you with everything that I have. Bless, bless, bless. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. Now, it's very simple. Abraham stuck it out. Say that with me. Abraham stuck it out. Put your name in there. Jerry stuck it out. What is, what is your name? Sarah stuck it out. Tom stuck it out. What is your name? Fred stuck it out. Make that declaration right now that I am going to stick it out. No matter how impossible it looks, no matter how long it takes, no matter what's happened to anybody else, I don't have my faith based on their experiences. I have my faith based on it is written. And God has promised certain things that I have the right to stand on and praise God. I'm determined to stick it out. And if I stick it out, then the same thing will happen to me that happened to Abraham. What happened to Abraham? He got everything that had been promised to him. Do you want everything that God has promised? Do you want the, the, the life of, of uh, uh, prosperity? Do you want the life of victory? Do you want to live in divine health? Do you want to win? These are all things that God has promised you. And Abraham stuck it out and he got everything that had been promised to him. And praise God, you are entitled to the same thing. Why? Because you're Abraham's seed. You're an heir according to the promise. And praise God, God wants to make it all happen for you, just like he made it happen to Abraham. So Abraham got everything that was promised to him. I don't know about you, but I want everything. Not some, not most of it. I want everything that God has promised to me. And I know that if I will stick it out, if I will patiently endure, if I will stand and having done all to stand and just keep on standing, then praise God, eventually it will come to pass. But you, once again, have to make that decision. I can't make it for you. You have to make the decision that quitting is no longer an option. Amen. Now, uh, the message translation says, God can't break his word. And because his word cannot be broken nor changed, the promise is likewise unchangeable. The promise is likewise unchangeable. So what is God promised? God's promised to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Are you convinced of that? Or do you go around 
crying about your needs, fretting about your needs, uh, worrying about your needs. You see, if you truly believe that God is going to supply all your needs, even though you may not have any clue as to how he's going to do it, where it's going to come from. You know, I learned a long time ago, that is not my job. My job is not try to figure out how God's going to do it or where it's going to come from. My job is to dare to believe that he can do it and that he will do it and the uh, arranging for it. That's his responsibility. I'm just going to keep believing that he is going to do what he promised. And if he didn't intend to fulfill what he promised, then uh, he should have never made the promise. Now, my attitude has been all these years, if God didn't intend to do what he said he would do in this book, then he should have never put it in my copy of the book because once I find it, I'm going for it, praise God, and I'm not giving up until it comes to pass, praise God. Uh, I used to say, I might be little, but I got a bulldog tenacity, praise God, and that's what you need to develop, this bulldog tenacity that you are not going to quit, amen. Now, in verse 19, it says, we have this hope. This is Hebrews chapter six. We have this hope as an anchor to our soul. The soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And that's where the real battles are fought. I wrote a book, The Mind, uh, a number of years ago, I wrote a book about the mind is the battleground. The mind is where the real battles are fought. This is, this is where you win or lose what you think and what you allow to stay in your thinking. So notice it says it will anchor your soul. You know, every time I read that, I can't help but uh, think of when I was a kid and my dad used to take me fishing. And uh, sometimes on the weekends when he'd come uh, home from work, he'd, he'd work half a day on Saturday. My dad uh, uh, was a paint and body man. He worked on wrecked cars and he worked uh, at the Chevrolet dealership mostly and he'd get off at noon on Saturday. And sometimes when he'd come home, he'd say, son, let's go fishing. And so we'd go, uh, go out to a place called Cross Lake in Shreveport, Louisiana. And we'd be out there fishing most of the afternoon. And when we'd find a good spot, dad would say, lower the anchor, son. And he'd have a heavy anchor that had a rope tied to it. And he'd say, lower the anchor, son. And so I'd lower the anchor there so the boat wouldn't drift away. And uh, we'd just stay in that spot and we'd catch fish there until you couldn't catch anymore. Then I'd bring in the anchor and then we'd move on to another spot. That's what I think every time I read this scripture, it says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. In other words, when I know what God's word says, it keeps my thoughts from drifting. It keeps my thoughts from, from getting on things that are negative and things that don't line up with the Word of God. I have God's Word and the hope that it produces as an anchor to my soul. And that's why, praise God, you get to the place in your life because you have this anchor of your soul that you refuse to quit. You refuse to give up. You know, I've had people say, Brother Jerry, I don't know how you have stood so long believing God for that miracle in your life when it looks like it's never going to come to pass. Well, that's a part of the walk of faith. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If it just happened overnight, everybody would be doing it. But it doesn't always happen overnight. And sometimes it doesn't come to pass in a matter of days or even weeks. Uh, you know, I have stood 
And uh, thank God I hadn't had to do this too often, but I have stood for as long as 20 years on one faith endeavor before it came to pass. And praise God when it did come to pass, oh, I'm telling you, I was rejoicing. I shouted. If you were within a few miles, you probably heard me. I was shouting over that victory because I had stood for a long, long time and I had every opportunity to give up, to quit, but I wouldn't give up and God brought it to pass and praise God, that proved to me that if I'm willing to stand forever, then praise God, God will see to it that it comes to pass. How long are you willing to stand? Are you willing to stand for just an hour or so? Are you willing to stand for just uh, until it gets dark? Are you willing to stand? Well, if something doesn't happen by in the morning, I'm not going to play anymore. No, you're going to wind up failing. You're going to wind up living in defeat if you have that attitude. No, you need this anchor for your soul. You need to anchor your mind, your will, and your emotions into the Word of God so that you don't drift away, praise God, and allow the devil to defeat you with the thoughts that he plants in your mind. Your thoughts are important. Paul talks about casting down things that are not in line with the Word, casting down thoughts that are not in line with the Word. And he also talks about in Philippians 4 what you should be thinking about. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 10 or verses 3 through 5. This is where Paul talks about this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Make a note of that word, strongholds. What are strongholds? We'll find out in just a moment. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. He explains what strongholds are in that verse. It's imaginations. It's high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And it's thoughts that are not in line with the Word of God. They can create strongholds. And the Bible says that you are to cast them down. Anything that is contrary to God's Word has the potential of becoming a stronghold in your mind. And notice Paul says you must cast them down. And when is the right time to cast them down? The moment they come into your mind. If you allow them to just sit there, then you, you're, you're going to find out that it gets harder and harder to cast them aside. No, you need to cast them down the moment Satan plants them. Because what he's trying to do is steal the Word. He's trying to get you to become discouraged. He's trying to get you to give up. He's trying to get you to quit. But remember now, you made the decision, quitting is not an option. Say it with me. Quitting is not an option. Make, make, make that determination. Do it once and for all. Say it again. Quitting is not an option. So Satan knows that if he can plant enough negative thoughts in your mind, then hopefully he's thinking you eventually will just let them sit there and you'll just begin to doubt and you'll let go of the Word. And if you let go of the Word, then you have no hope to win. So you must cast those thoughts down. The longer you allow them to stay in your mind, then the harder it is to cast them down. Satan will attempt to get you to doubt God's Word. And if he is successful in this, then he's going to rob you of the fulfillment of the promise. But remember, you made the decision. Quitting is not an option. 
So let's look at Luke chapter 18 and uh, a great example of this no quit attitude. We'll look at this just before we close the broadcast today. Luke chapter 18, and I know you're familiar with this story. It says in verse one, and he spake, this is Jesus, he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always pray and not to faint. Saying there was a city in a city, a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I, I fear not God, nor regard, regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. Notice, take notice of what this man said. Now, Jesus is not comparing this unjust judge to God, but what he is teaching us is perseverance, this no-quit attitude. And it says, And shall not God avenge his own, which cry night and day unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth." The story is intended to reveal to us how important it is to make the decision not to quit. This woman kept going to him, and the judge kept saying no. Every time she knocked on his door, he came to the door. He told her to leave, leave me alone, but she wouldn't quit. She wouldn't give up, and she wouldn't quit. And so, therefore, he eventually gave her what she asked for. And this story is showing us how important it is to develop a no-quit attitude, a no-quit faith. And then Jesus said at the close of this story, he said, when the Son of Man returneth, will he find faith on the earth? What I believe he's asking is, will I find this no-quit faith, this non-compromising faith? Will I find this faith that refuses to give up? You can have that kind of faith if you'll just spend quality time in the Word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word. So develop this no-quit faith, and praise God, you just watch. You too, like Abraham, will receive everything that God has promised. Amen? Praise God. All right, let's watch this announcement, and then I'll be back in just a few moments. God will never say it's over until you win. In Quitting is Not an Option, Jerry Savelle teaches what the Bible says about conquering the temptation to quit. In this encouraging four-CD series, you will learn how to stay focused in faith by being truly convinced God will keep His Word, being willing to wait by developing patience, and being in fellowship with God in His Word. You can receive victory in every area of your life. God is looking for a group of winners to rise up and show the world that He is greater. In the powerful book, called to battle, destined to win, Jerry shares how you can experience God's breakthrough power in your life. God will provide everything you need to pursue, overtake, and recover what has been lost. Are you ready to win? Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Born to Win package, including Quitting is Not an Option and Called to Battle, Destined to Win. Make the decision today to never give up, to never quit, and to watch what your persistence will produce. Hey, thank you so very much for joining me today. It's been a joy and an honor to share the Word with you. I trust I've inspired your faith, and I trust also that I've talked you into 
making the decision that quitting is no longer an option. Don't forget the resources. They're so important. They're faith building. You got to have them. My book, Called to Battle, Destined to Win, and four CDs entitled Quitting is Not an Option. Get them, and you can order them by going online, jerrysavelle.org, and uh, order them right away. Don't delay, and be sure to join with us again next week as we continue this study on Quitting is Not an Option. Listen, I want to encourage you to remember this. If you don't remember anything else, your faith will overcome the world. I'll see you next week.